Welcome to Autism in Color with your host, Siobhan Robinson and Lebecky Rowe. Today, we are interviewing Centoria Johnson, a mother of a 10-year-old nonverbal son who is on the autism spectrum. Welcome, Centoria. Hello, Siobhan. Hi. And welcome, Centoria. It's, It's a pleasure to have you today. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. What's your baby's name? Christian. We call him CJ. CJ. And how mm-hmm. old is he? He's 10. He's 10. Okay. And Toria, a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to speak to you for about an hour. And I totally enjoyed our conversation. And in our conversation, you, you shared some things about your son. How old was he when he was diagnosed with autism? He was about three years old. Um, I started seeing signs about 13 months. What were the signs and symptoms that you saw? What gave you the indication? The first one was um, he stopped making noise and um, he was saying maybe maybe about four words. He would do bye-bye, da-da, blah-blah, stuff like that. And that um alongside with um waving um answering to his name by the time he was i would say 18 months everything he regressed and and pretty much everything no eye contact no eating um no answering his name no talking it was just a blank face pretty much he may have smiled every now and again but for the most part everything regressed by 18 months what 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 was going through your mind at that time um in the beginning i made sure you know i do like all parents i would inform his doctor and i got oh you know my boy is fine. He'll grow out of it. And um, so I said, okay, you know, but he didn't. And I started doing research for myself mm-hmm. and um, ended up on Autism Speaks, I think it was, and doing a little test. And it said, I think you should take your kid, your, your child to the doctor to get tested. Um, he was about two, two and a half at that time. So um, I went back to his doctor and I demanded him to give me a referral to Babies Can't Wait. And um, he did and they came in and I had a a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, Her name is Terry Goodrich and she came in and she was like, mama, what do you you think? And I was like, I think my son has autism. And she was like, so do I, because I see my son who has autism and and your son. Mm -hmm. And I told her about the doctor. She gave me a name of a new doctor. We took him and the doctor was, you know, same thing, mama, what you think? And I was like, I think he has autism. And he was like, I see clear signs. Got him tested by the time he was three and been on that journey. (laughs) Ever since. (laughs) Ever since. How was it for you to get the diagnosis? Um, relieved, 
at first. Um, definitely relieved because I have an answer. Right. And from there, it went from relieved to it's my fault mm-hmm. and, and grief and then anger. Um, and then what am I going to do? I'm a single parent. Um, and then acceptance. And everything you just said is real. Yeah, absolutely. Mixed um, emotions. I had to, to learn how to love autism so I could learn how to love my son and help him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of like going through grief uh, because, and you do grieve because you grieve the idea that you have of your child. Right, right. But everything that was going to be, all the hopes. Right, right. Then you just have to look at it from not just, but you, you, you have to learn to look at it from a different perspective. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you know, all of us we have hopes and dreams for our kids, regardless if they're on the spectrum or whatever is going on with them or not. Right. And the fact is, at the end of the day, it's their life. <laughs> so yeah. And it is whatever God makes it into, you know, so, okay, God, (laughs) this is a statement. (laughs) Yeah. Once you received the diagnosis and, you know, you went through all the emotions because, you know, emotions comes, comes with the diagnosis. Absolutely. Definitely. And what services were you able to put in place once you received the diagnosis of autism? Um, he started off with speech due to him being nonverbal. Um, he had OT during, due to his sensory uh, disorder. Um, PT because of his motor skills and feeding because of the lack of eating. So he had all of those. Um, and, and then we tried uh, to get him into ABA. But um, at that time, he was on Medicaid. Medicaid was not here in ABA. So um, that was a not so good one. Because he, 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 and at the time, he was having behavioral issues due to him not being verbal or being able to communicate at all. He was frustrated. Yes. But did you, did you tell me that your son learned sign language? Yes. Um, I have to ask that. <laughs> I, I, um, I bought him a iPad and I put, I put sign language, a sign language app on the, on the iPad in hopes of me teaching him sign language. And I was trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to teach this kid sign language? Cause he, at this time, he wasn't even paying attention to me at all or acknowledging me at times. So I was trying to figure out how I was. He ended up teaching himself, which made it easier for me than I could just teach myself. And once he knew I understood what he was saying, the aggression went away. Look at that. You see? He was frustrated as heck because he could not mm-hmm. express himself in a way that you could understand. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And you see, you know, with um, because he had no language and he felt misunderstood right now you're not understanding what i'm trying to say and i'm unable to speak 
and I wanted to say something with that. Daggone it. <laughs> <laughs> all of right. that. Right. Right. Like, so all the aggression went away because now we can communicate. And you right. know what? What I wanted to say is it, it wasn't that he couldn't understand what you were saying, but you couldn't understand, understand what he was saying. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to get to because they understand everything you're saying, but to relay back to you, he was having right. a hard time. And the mere yeah. fact that you were able to put that app on the iPad for him to learn sign language and he taught himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Shows you that he's capable. Exactly. There's mm-hmm. there's somebody in there. That's yeah, right. Definitely. Someone's home. Someone's yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's it awesome. Really Let me is. ask you. So, okay. So when, when he was diagnosed, I know you said that you're a single mom. Who were the people that were in your camp during that time? At that time, it was my mom and my dad. Okay. My mom and dad. Um I went back to school when he was about four months old. So I was still in school when he got diagnosed, um, getting ready to finish up. So my dad took him to every therapy appointment he had. Um, they, his first bond was with my father. He was disconnected to me and my mom, but my father, that was, that's who he wanted to be. That's who he related to. That's who probably got the most out of him at that time was my father. Okay. And what, what did getting the most out of him look like? Smiles. Uh, he, he, would, he would smile. Um, he would get excited when he seen my dad. Um, and once he started therapy uh, and actually started making eye contact, then he it kind of opened up the gate for him to acknowledge me and my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just was a little things at a time, you know, little, little small things at a time. And to the point to where it got to where, when I would come home, once I did start working, he acknowledged me. He was actually happy to see me. So he, you know, it was a smile or a giggle, but it, that was enough for me at the time. What did that feel like for you? Ooh, um, everything, <laughs> you know, it felt, it, it, it was like, okay, I'm, we're getting somewhere, right. you know, cause all I, all I had heard was, oh, it gets better. You know, with early intervention, it gets better, but I wasn't seeing it. You weren't seeing the better. When I started seeing it, it, it was like, okay, you know, it just, it kind of took a little bit of weight off my chest. You felt like there was some, there was some, some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In speaking with you, we spoke about potty training, and you were saying you you said that um, potty training has been a little difficult, but you you you're working towards yes. getting him there. Yes. Um, with CJ, uh, sensory, uh, processing disorder, things are, as I don't go as neurotypical as people would like it to go. Um, he was terrified of bathrooms. 
hmm. especially public bathrooms, the flushing of the uh, the toilets, the running of the water, uh, water against his skin, anything that has to do with that, he was terrified of it. Slowly and gradually, he has gotten better um, from just actually going in the bathroom. And then from there to, okay, playing in the mirror in the bathroom to cutting on the water in the bathroom. It's been a, a process. Uh, now we're, at, we're actually in the bathroom. Uh, we will sit on the toilet. We will it's great. run our hands under the water. We, <laughs> but, you know, actually going to the bathroom, we haven't gotten that. He knows what to do. He knows the process of it. He will not do it. He has done it and has had a total meltdown from doing it. Hmm. I see that you, but you're making progress. Yes. Right? You're definitely yes. making progress. And I remember you, you're saying about how you used to give him, he used to take baths all the time, but now you're able to give him a shower because he's able yes. to stand, understand and, and, and allow the water to, to touch him. Yes. He thinks it's rain. He always says rain. Right. right. Yeah. You said you told me it was rain. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Whatever works. Whatever. He said it was rain. So it's, you know, he even, asks, he even asks now to take a shower. So good for him. Good That's for him. good. So is, is he signing that to you? Yes. He, um, what he'll do is, uh, if he, he'll bring, uh, get me and point in the bathroom. And then he'll do rain, which means he wants to take a shower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, he'll stay in there. And once he's done, he'll tell me, you know, you know, all done. Okay. Okay. So do you have the handheld shower form so he can hold it himself? Because sometimes that no, makes a I difference. Have, I haven't gotten that one yet. Um, um, yeah, no. I <laughs> come back, water be everywhere. But yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> You're right. You're right. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. Works smarter, not harder. Exactly. That's right. You all are right about that one. So, So that being said, we will take a brief pause for the cause. We are here on Autism and Color with LaBecky Rowan, Siobhan Robinson, and Centoria Johnson. All right. We'll be right back. This segment is being brought to you by Let's Talk About It, the Autism Center, Inc., serving young adults with ASD ages 17 through 40 and their caregivers since 2018. Check out our website to get to know more about us and find out about our upcoming events. Find us at letstalkaboutittheautismcenter.org. Email us at letstalk1922 at gmail.com or call us at 704 704- Eight three five three six zero five. Let's talk about it. The Autism Center, where we're keeping autism on the table and in the conversation. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to Autism in Color with Siobhan Robinson, LaBecky Rowe, and Centoria Johnson. Welcome back, ladies. Hey, Centoria, speaking with you. You talked about. CJ, mm-hmm. Christians, ah, Christians, sensory sensitivities to almost everything. everything. <laughs> yes. Especially, I want you to talk about his eating, the eating disorder that he's okay. been diagnosed with. 
Tell us a little bit about that because we know that sensory definitely plays a part in that and um, how it has improved and what, what you're yeah. doing now. Okay. Um, starting off, um, prior to first birthday, he did eat. Um, and then it kind of went to little by little nothing. Um, as I said, by 18 months, he had stopped doing everything. Um, so he was strictly liquid. Um, I tried uh, sippy cups, bottles. He's bottle dependent at 10 years old. Um, he His oral motor skills are very low. Uh, he doesn't suck per se. He kind of just put the bottle on the side of his mouth, press it against there so the liquid comes out. Um, he's insured. Um, actually, I had to stop the insurer. So I do uh, Premier because insure was adding a little too much weight on him because of the sugar. So um, we do Premier as low glycemic and that's what he drinks for the most part. We went, oh, we went to feeding. Um, in the beginning, she would tell me his tongue, he uses his tongue as, as a hand in a sense, um, because instead of like how we touch to feel things, he didn't use his hands to touch, he would use his tongue. So if he seen something and he wanted to know about it, he didn't touch it and feel it. He would touch, he would lick it or put his tongue on it to feel it. Mm. So he used his tongue as a motion. Okay, somebody's trying to put food in my mouth. Let me put my tongue up. So she would try to uh, get him to kind of not rely uh, on that tongue a lot. But life happens. Things happen. That program got suspended. He didn't get feeding for a while. Um, I've tried a feeding study where they kind of like, okay, we feed you. If you eat it, we give you a toy. It worked for that week, but my kid is smart. He knows, okay, I get a toy if I eat it. So he did it. And he did it for a while. And then he's like, you yeah, know, we're not, not going to do this. So he's, he actually ended up stopping. He has a lot of food allergies. Um, so very limited to what he can get. He did finally start eating about five, six, nothing nutritional. It was cheese puffs and vanilla wafers, but it was something. Um, and he doesn't actually eat it. Uh, chew in a manner that we do. He just kind of softens it up so he can, you know, swish it around and swallow um, we try to give him food, um, tight-lipped. <laughs> it used to be where if he touched it, he didn't like it. Now it's if he smells it, he doesn't like it. Wow. Um, uh, and then it would be, if he tasted it, it either had to be sweet or sour. Hmm. Now it's just sweet. He doesn't like sour things anymore. So now it's just sweet. Um, why the cheese puffs and stuff? I don't know. When he was a baby, he's the gag. I could give him like two spoonfuls of baby food and he would gag. Well, mm -hmm. at the time, I didn't know that he had acid reflux. Because he used to tell his doctor that too. And he was like, you know, yeah, he grow out of it. 
Um, but he ended up having acid reflux. So it could also be a mind thing because he could associate, okay, if I'm eating with a spoon and these things like here, I'm a hurt because yeah. it's gonna come. Yeah. It's so trauma. it's trauma. Yeah. So he has all of that. He has a lot of trauma when it comes to eating. So of yeah. course he's gonna be eating. He, you know, um my sister tried to feed him a French fry one time and he literally gagged when she throwed it in his mouth and it actually went in there. He just like, you know, and he was like, mm-mm, he's he was just like, that's disgusting. He used to run away when I when it was time to eat, he would literally run into the other room. He would literally go into the other room and just look at us like, are y'all eating? Really? Why? You know, <laughs> his face was like disgust. And he still does it. But if we when we start to eat, he leaves. Really? Yeah. He doesn't like it. Wow. So he has high his sense his 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 sensory frequency is high yes it's like constantly very high constantly Mm -hmm. yes you you, you talked about him just starting to use a straw yes um he couldn't suck which is crazy because like oh he does a bottle but in a sense it's a little a little different um his you know again it goes back to his oral motor skills um and his CJ is really sensitive around his head mm-hmm. and his face. I we fight in the morning with washing face. Um, he fights when he gets a haircut, so all of that is very sensitive. So it makes sense for him to have low oral. He he slobbered until he was four. Mm. I mean, profusely, like he had to wear a bib every day. That's how low his oral motor skills were. Um, so he, if it's not directly here, the straw, he has a hard time sucking. So if it's here, you'll see him kind of place it here because he can't, it takes him a while to suck from the side. So he has to put it directly here. Mm-hmm. And he try. you can see, you can actually see him trying to mm-hmm. pull. So wow. yeah. Okay, so this is this is the process. This have you um, and I know you said have you tried like smoothies and stuff like that with him? I have. Um, it's again, it's once you find the fruit that he can eat, <laughs> you know, and the that thing part. that all right, it's a no. With him, he he's very. He still he's that picky, you know, eater. You know, it has to, I guess, meet that palate that he has. Yes. Wow. Have you ever like taken him to the soup? And I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just because I'm just thinking like, wow. Ha- have you ever taken him to like the supermarket and had him pick stuff out? Oh yeah, cheese puffs, vanilla wafers, and Sprite. And that Skittles. was his thing. <laughs> That's it. That's and it. Skittles. Sprite, Skittles, uh, uh, vanilla wafers, and and cheese puffs. Yeah. He's like this he is actually his school. His school takes them on uh, trips every month. And uh, not since COVID, but um, they would take them and teach them how to shop. And I happened to take it one day and was floored at the fact that he just wanted to put everything in. You know, he know he knew what what aisle to go on and everything. So, yeah, that's really good. And and, he, and, and it's the vanilla wafers and the cheese puffs because they have a crunch. I find yes. that. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. He likes that crunch. 
that crunch. Yeah. That's what gives them. So anything crunchy. crunchy. Maybe he'll eat some broccoli. Broccoli is crunchy. No. 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 Won't even let it get to his lip. I know that's right. I, I got him to eat fruit sometimes. And it's it's an on and off thing too. Even with liquid. Um if he drinks too much, if he drinks it too much or eats it too much. I guess he'll kind of just like, eh, I don't want it no more. He gets tired of it. Yes. Yeah. Like, I used to get him to eat vitamins. And, yeah, that stopped too. He used to eat gummies. He won't eat gummies no more. So, it is, you know, it's just, it's a... Always trial and error. Yeah, it's an up and down type of thing. His palate changes. That's what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just like with us, you get tired of eating the same food. You're like, you know yeah, what? I'm absolutely. over this food. Absolutely. Don't want to eat at this restaurant why, anymore. Why would he be any different? You know, right? Uh, how are his relationships with peers? He is very popular at school. Okay, Mr. CJ. <laughs> very. I'm talking about from the administration to the kids. Okay. Very popular at school. So he's Mr. Savoir Faire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his teacher called me one day. She said, I had to stop. Like, when the bus comes, they already standing out there. She said, I had to stop going and get him because he would get mad at me because I was walking beside him. He wanted to walk the halls himself. Okay, pimping. And he said the whole time his people, hey, CJ, hey, CJ. You know, when COVID happened, we did a drive-by thing to uh, pick up their stuff that was left at the school. The principal literally stopped a conversation to come speak to my son. And she was like, I had to come over and speak to him. I missed him, you know, I, he runs errands at school. He he just, he does a lot. Okay. He does, really a lot. Good. he does a lot. How was his, um, you know, how was his learning process in school? Is, 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 how is, how's that going? Great. Um, Academically, uh, he's probably middle school ready. Okay. Um, he got put in a fifth grade class when he was in the third grade. Wow. Because the work was, uh, they were still learning stuff that he already knew. Um, but I had a teacher who was like, look, I'm, I'm pulling them out. I'm putting them with me because I've seen him do the work just from being in here uh a kid had a seizure, so they placed all CJ's classroom and then hers. She was like, I just gave him something to do. I wasn't thinking he was going to do it, but he did. She said, so I'm giving him for middle school. He's he's very, he's, CJ could read probably when he was two. And so that's what I wanted to ask. Can he write? Does he does he have penmanship? He he does have penmanship. It's not, it, it's bad because he doesn't like to actually hold a pencil and write. CJ likes to do this. It's, I don't know if y'all watch The Good Doctor, but if you do, um, he's an autistic doctor. And when he thinks, he has a board, like a board in his head that everything is on that he can see. Mm-hmm. When CJ writes in the air, it's kind of like he has a board. Mm-hmm. And he can actually, nobody can see it but him. And he spells and stuff like that. And I don't know what he spells half the time because he goes too fast. So I would give him my phone and he would type what he's spelling. Mm -hmm. So he would answer you and write in the air. Um, He does know how to write. He spells great. He has a communication device that he likes to spell stuff on 
mm-hmm. that uh, he watches, like dinosaur trains, he would spell the word of the dinosaur that they're learning about. Okay. And, and I'm like, I can't even spell that. Okay, okay. No, Saurus, Aronosaurus, whatever. Like, whatever. I, I can't spell that. How you know how to spell it? You know? So, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, academically, he is doing very, very well. Very well. So he actually does have language. Yes. His language comes across in him texting or yes. using his, his iPad or computer to communicate with mm-hmm. others. And, and he uses his iPad to talk to you. Like if you ask him questions or stuff, he'll play a whatever uh, videos he watch. He'll yes. play it to say whatever it is that he wants to say. Yeah, yes. he does and that. And that's what folks don't understand about our kids who are on the spectrum. It's not that they are not, that they're nonverbal. They mm-hmm. have language. It, it yes. just doesn't it's come out. The so. way. Yeah. Right. So they use another form to communicate. And so it's, it's still it's still communication. Absolutely. And he was communicating when he was early on, when he could not express himself in a way that you could understand him. Right. He was he was indicating I am pissed off because yeah. I cannot express myself. Well, you cannot understand what I am expressing to you. Right. Exactly. So once, once y'all got that settled. Yeah, I got turning over tables and chairs. So wow, he was he was setting it off in the house, huh? Setting it off, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, okay. Is, is is there any involvement from his dad? No, no involvement. Wow, his loss. Mm-hmm. God bless him, and he'll he'll know one day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He'll know one day. All well, right. God chose you to be his mom because he knew that you would advocate for him and see to it that he has everything that he needs and that he's that he's able to flourish. Flourish. Absolutely. Yes. Go on, warrior. Yes. <laughs> and it sounds like you are doing everything that you can to make sure that he is successful. What are some things that you are working towards or you're looking to have him do, say, in the next three to five years? Um, I would like for him to um, chores, you know, um, just do small things like kids should do on their own. Um, Those small things that nobody thinks about like make a bed or, you know, pick out his own clothes, you know, because right now he can care less about clothes. So, you know, those type things, um, clean his room, you know, those are the type things that, uh, you know, the independency, the daily life skills, those are the things that I'm really looking forward, you know, for him to do more than anything, you know, and especially progress more with the eating um that's always on my top of the list eating and party training (laughs) going to the bathroom i mean because my my son is five two 170 pounds wow i i can't you know i can't keep i I can't keep you know right on your own at some time 
have you thought about um, like with ABA, they, if you do this, then you can get that. So if he goes to the bathroom, it's like, hey, if you use the bathroom on a consistent basis, well, then you can have your computer or you can, yes. use, or you can use that. Absolutely. I've, I've tried the the whole method because I went there. Uh, it's a place called the Marcus Institute in Atlanta. And that's kind of what they do, give and take. Right. Um, and I've tried those methods with him. My son is stubborn. He <laughs> likes to do things his way or no mm-hmm. way. Um, and in his time, exactly. Um, somebody was trying to teach him. Uh, he did aquatic therapy to, to get used to water. water. Mm-hmm. And instead of him doing what the, the therapist asks, he wants to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Um, so like he's trying, he's even trying to teach himself how to swim. It's kind of like we're in his world. He's not in ours, you know, (laughs) Okay. you're going to do it my way. Not, you know, that, that's kind of, I think the mind frame that he's, that he's in and I don't know how to change. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes we have to allow them to go and Oh, it's okay. Sometimes we have to allow them to go into their space, but um, we want to, we want to thank you for this interview. Absolutely. Continue to do the great work that you're doing. And we look forward to speaking with you again, to have you sit with us in a round table discussion, just to talk about the different things and what we're doing to help our kids to be successful and the different things that the challenges and the triumphs and things of that nature. And we look forward to having you again. And we appreciate you being here and thank, thank you for sharing your story. I love sharing my, you know, any to anybody that it'll help, I'll, I'll do it. So thank you so I'll much. I'll you guys too. All right. All right. So we will be in contact with you, ma'am. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. You keep smiling. And All if, right. you, if you need anything, please let us know if, it's, if there's any way we can help. We're happy to help, okay? Okay. All right. We'll see All you right. next time on Autism in Color with LeBecky and Siobhan. Right. This is your Autism Moment on Autism in Color. Hello, this is Siobhan, and I wanted to share about a moment during our virtual coping for caregiver sessions recently. And uh, in talking with a parent that has multiple children, and one of them has been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, she shared that there were times where she treated her child with autism differently than her other kids. And she realized that there was a need to treat her kids, what we identified as equitably. So just because her kid had autism did not mean that They didn't get to be chastised for things that they did wrong, especially when she would chastise her other children when they did wrong. So if you have a child with autism, they understand rules and regulations very well. And you need to hold them accountable as you would your other children too. That's my autism moment. This has been the autism moment on Autism in Color. Our mission and purpose for Autism in Color is that we are giving a voice to people of color who have autism or loved ones with autism, giving them a space to share 
their unique experiences, challenges, and triumphs because autism comes in colors. And if you want to be a part of our show, we're asking you to reach out to us at autismandcolorinfo at gmail.com. That's autismandcolorinfo at gmail.com. And we can be reached by phone at 704-325-9706. That's 704-325-9706. And we want to hear from you because at Autism in Color, and let's talk about it at the Autism Center, we are keeping autism on the table and in the conversation. And we want you to be a part of that conversation. Hi, this is Siobhan calling all small businesses, independent artists, and nonprofits. If you have a product, service, or music that the community absolutely needs to know about, contact us. You can reach us at autismvibesradio at gmail.com. That's A U T. I-S-M-V-I-B-E-S-R-A-D-I-O at gmail.com. You can also call us at 704-325-9706. That's 704-325-9706. Call us and let's put your business in the streets.